In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the most interesting sights I saw this Christmas season was down in New York City on top of the cabs. They go whipping by, and I saw a sign that said, Peace on Earth. Like, wow, Christmas message. Isn't that cool? And another cab would go by, and it said, Comfort and Joy. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Here's like scripture on top of cabs in New York City. What's happening? Maybe it is the end of the world. I don't know. But then I saw, as they slowed down, I saw underneath whatever it was, peace on earth or comfort and joy, it said Bloomingdale's. Now I'm really impressed. Bloomingdale's is sponsoring these beautiful messages on top of the cabs. Well, then I'm standing at a corner on a block, and the cab is stopped. And then I see the other writing that says, Come find peace on earth at Bloomingdale's. <laughs> Come find comfort and joy at Bloomingdale's. Are you kidding me? In New York at Christmas? You're going to go to Bloomingdale's for peace? I don't think so. And I'm thinking, wow, now there's a marketing campaign. You know, they're taking what all of us have come to know or think about the season and trying, and, trying to apply it to their sales strategy. Now, I have to admit, I am a fan of retail therapy. I have definitely done it for comfort and joy. But I will tell you this, doesn't last very long, the comfort and joy from retail therapy, because typically then the bill comes in, and now from, you go from comfort and joy to horror and anxiety. It's not the way to get comfort and joy. But peace and comfort and joy is what we're after this time of year. It's what we want to be able to feel. And so we come to church on Christmas Eve, and we light the candles, and we decorate the altar, and we sing the familiar carols. And in the midst of the darkness of silent night, for a moment, we experience that sense of peace, that there is something that has happened that is truly miraculous that somehow God is with us. But then we leave, we go back out into the cold car, you know, tired babies, we, we rip open presents, we got trash to deal with, leftover stuff in the refrigerator, we ate too many cookies, there's eggnog, I mean, all this kind of stuff. And then the day after, it's like, oh, that, it's over, that was it? Now. What do we do? We got to go back to our lives, the lives that we have day in and day out, where it's tough to find peace and comfort and joy. And today, the very day after Christmas, we come to church thinking, okay, you know, the, the craziness is over. I just want to come. I want to relax. I want to feel the peace and closeness of God with us. And what do we get? Herod killing babies. Good heavens, what a horrifying scripture. It's like, what, where is the comfort and joy in that? It's certainly not the 
angels with the shepherds at night in the fields glorifying God and singing and the baby in the manger and the quietness of the night. It's violence. It's a whole different part of the story that only occurs in Matthew. What is Matthew doing to the Christmas story? Where is the comfort and joy of a young family getting up in the middle of the night and running for their lives? Matthew has an agenda in his gospel. Most people who tell you a story have an agenda. It may just be to entertain you. It may just be to share an experience. But typically when we tell somebody something, we have an underlying motivation. Matthew's motivation is to make it really clear to the Jewish people he's writing for, make it very clear that Jesus is the new Moses. And what he hearkens back to in the killing of these babies in Bethlehem is the killing of the children by the Pharaoh, the Passover. And then Jesus and Mary and Joseph have to go to Egypt, and then they escape out of Egypt and come back to Israel. And in Matthew's Gospel, it's really clear that Jesus is the new Moses. And that Jesus has come to help us escape from the oppression and the violence of what we experience in the world. Because our lives are not full of peace, comfort, and joy. We have our moments of peace and comfort and joy, but we also have our moments where we feel that we're being tested where our faith is shaken to the core, where we experience something that is so difficult for us, we can't imagine that God is anywhere around or in that experience. Whether we, we have lost a loved one, someone we know, somebody that we would love to have with us this time of year, whether we've gotten a difficult diagnosis, where we may be worried about losing our job, Every one of us has been tested in this room right this minute, with the exception of potentially the young children. We've all had that moment where we've been tested and we have suffered. And then we wonder, is God with us? Where is the comfort and joy? Because there are Herods in the world who are violent, who kill children the Herods and the Hitlers that exist. There are refugees, there are people fleeing for their lives, there are people frightened. And that is the real world. It's not the fantasy world of the Christmas that we try to create. But it's the real world in which God came to be with us. And this God who came to be with us suffered like we suffer and was tested like sometimes we feel we are being tested. And that incredible line in Hebrews that says, because he himself was tested by what he suffered, he is able to help those who are being tested. So how does Jesus help those of us when we are being tested? How do we access that? We access that by calling on Jesus. And it makes a difference. There is a power in doing that. 
Now, I've done this before, I'm gonna do it again, because I think if you're here the Sunday, the very day after Christmas, it's because this message is pertinent and applies specifically to you and to me, because I have also been tested. We've all been tested. So in those moments of doubt and loneliness and isolation and discouragement, when we face death, in those moments, Jesus is the one we can call. And the way we do it is we pray to Jesus for that peace and comfort that exists really no other place that we are constantly looking for but feel like we can never find because what we forget is that it comes from God with us. So let us pray the prayer that brings that to us. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me. 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 Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me.